Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, episode 160, From Broken to Breakthrough and Her Baby, Connie's Story. My loves, I am so excited to be here with you this week as we share another story of triumph from one of the Fearlessly Fertile Method ladies. And what I absolutely love, I mean, dude, I... It's really hard for me to not break down every time one of my ladies uh, sends me a message telling me she's pregnant because it's not just about having the baby. It's about who this woman has become. And I think that is what one of the biggest nuggets that you're going to take from sharing in my beloved Connie's story, because when she started this journey, her head was getting filled with, with so much skepticism you know, about her age and, and people not understanding her, feeling rushed into doing certain things and, and really starting to get scared about a topic that she really didn't want to be scared about. She wanted to call in her baby naturally and, and just do this from a place of love and not, not feel so much pressure. And you're going to find out that this brave woman, you know, she was so open. She was willing to try certain things, but there was a nagging feeling in her heart that she just knew this baby was going to come naturally. But at that time, her, her faith muscles weren't strong. She, she felt broken because things were not happening you know, for her the way that she had expected them to. And she was really trapped in a place where she thought she had to make things happen. And you know, at that point, and she'll tell you herself, she had given away so much of her power to physicians and you know even though her physicians are you know doing great things and trying to help her out it was out of alignment with what she knew in her soul she wanted so listen up closely to Connie's story and especially listen to her thoughts on how surrender letting go and and having joy as well as beginning to live a fucking life really helped her turn things around so if you're in a stuck place where you feel broken and that there's no hope definitely turn this one up because you're about to get a massive dose of inspiration. Here's my conversation with the amazing Connie. Why don't you share with the women listening a little bit about how you found yourself on this journey? Yes. Well, it started back three years ago. I got married when I was in my mid-30s. So, you know, we thought that never saw that it was going to be a struggle because I had family members, they had children and they were in their late 30s and 40s. So I never even saw myself or worried about anything, you know, in this journey. I was very calm. And, and when we started trying, I was at that time 37 years old and it all started in, in that. And I got pregnant right away within three months. And I was like, wow, that was easy. <laughs> so it was, I was like, well, it wasn't no struggle, but that was short lived. Within a couple of weeks, uh, everything was 
totally going the opposite. And at that time, I was very discouraged. And but I still, you know, had hope, and and was still very, you know, hoping for the best and hoping things, you know, would change. And then after that, it was like nothing happened. He went over a year, and I was getting older. <laughs> and at that time, I was getting really worried because I was like, "Well, I'm getting older." And every time I would talk to a doctor or any uh, medical professional, they were like very skeptical. And it was the first thing they were like, "Probably you're gonna have to try fertility treatments based on your age," you know. And and when I would tell them, you know, my desire to have, you know have child naturally, they would be like, "Yeah, you know." Um, pretty much of your age, you know, the best thing is to probably you seek fertility help. So we actually, we kept trying and then a year, not, uh, nothing happened. So it was like, okay, well, maybe it's time to seek the professionals. <laughs> so my husband Ram, you know, he was very encouraging throughout this time because it was a very difficult time because there was nothing really that we knew that was wrong with us. So we went to a fertility clinic, clinic, that was the first step to figuring out you know, maybe there's something wrong with us. And at that time, I was creating a mental block, thinking, well, there's something wrong, because the doctors are saying that, you know, I have to go through this, you know, procedures, and I have to go this route. So there's something wrong with me. So at this time, I'm, I had a lot of faith starting. But this time, it was like, kind of like, I just feel like I was kind of going through a roller, roller coaster ride. And it was um, very scary. And I was very lonely. I didn't have many people to share this. It was a, a very lonely journey for me the first couple of years, uh, months, because I, w- I couldn't just open up and tell people, uh, family or friends. And even if I did, they probably would not understand where I was coming from. So when we started seeking um, medical treatment, the doctor was very uh, optimistic. And he was like, yeah, you, should, you know, everything should work out fine. Uh, they did all the testing and everything came back. Well, everything looks normal my AMH, everything was, was good. And he was like, well, you know, we still have time. Um, we can do a more, not such an aggressive plan. We can do more uh, conservative plan. And, and because you still have time based on my AMH. So he was like, well, I recommend you start doing Clomid. So we were like, okay, cool. And he was like, and this should work. And, you know, and you should have a baby pretty soon. So we were like, yay, you're excited. You were like, maybe this is the answer. So we started, we started at that in that procedure and I did a couple of like two, three months. I don't I think it was three months and still nothing. And I was losing more hope. And by the time, you know, I was becoming more um, like scared. I was very scared at this point because I was like, okay, I'm getting older and it's not happening. So and at that time, you know, we were like, we were trying to keep our faith and everything and this is where I started really my spiritual journey. I think this is where I started really digging in because I feel like something else was going behind the scenes that was creating this chaos because in paper, we were okay, but spiritually and mentally, I was drained through this whole process. And I think there was a, there was definitely a block. And I, and, and I know that blog was, it was hard for me to find it at first, but I definitely figure out that I saw myself as broken like a person that was not whole. I really believe there was something wrong with me. And I had that deep belief in, within me. And I think everything everything we were trying was not working because deep inside, I was like, no, it can't work because I am broken. So I know I needed healing. And I remember during this time, uh, the journey, the doctor was like, well, you know, you were moving. So we didn't want to really change a lot of doctors and go through 
waste more time because I'm in my mind I'm thinking I'm just getting older if we move and we start it over again it will be just too much so we uh we told the doctor we know we're gonna be moving what is our next step and he was like well the next step will probably be to try IVF so we were like okay you know and he said like it's a couple of injections we didn't know how much in depth (laughs) how aggressive (laughs) it was and then that kind of consumed a little bit our life you know for for a while but he was very optimistic and he was like it's your work and we started out with 24 eggs and then we ended up at the end with five, but three, uh, only uh, two came back normal. So we were like, kind of like, whoa, how can we go from 24 to two normal? So, but we were still like, okay, fine. You know, we still have, you know, two eggs. So we decided to do um, a frozen egg transfer and we did that um, in March of 2020. And at that time, I feel like I was through all the whole fertility, I guess, process. I was totally exhausted because I felt that I had come to a point that the medication was make I had gained a lot of weight. I wasn't happy with how I looked. I was very, I feel very like I was not in a happy place. <laughs> I was in a place where I really needed to go. I was kind of getting, actually going to a depression because I was in a place where I couldn't express myself. And I feel like everything around me was like, baby, 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 we ha- I have to make this happen. I have to make it happen. And it was like putting a lot of pressure on myself. And this is where I feel like, uh, you know, I was still, you know, bleeding and having faith. But after we did the frozen egg transfer, something inside of me kind of was like, this is not going to work. It was just like, kind of like that mental block again, coming in. And it was very hard to calm those negative voices. So I remember that when I was taking the blood test, I just had this instinct that I was like, I just don't feel pregnant, but I was like, it's too soon. How would I know? <laughs> I would tell myself, stop being negative. But deep inside, I feel like it was just not going to work. And um, and when I got the news, it was kind of like, kind of like where, you know, you're expecting to fail and you're just like, oh yeah, this is what's going to happen. I, I knew it's not going to work. So at that point, when we got the call from the doctor and they were like, it wasn't successful or not successful, I really got more uh, worried and, and like started actually going more into a panic. Like, well, this is this was supposed to work. You know, this was like our, our uh, kind of like ultimate, uh, you know, op- last option, you know. And that's where I really kind of started going more into a spiral. And that's where I remember I was like, I think I need help. <laughs> I was like, I need help because. I couldn't really talk to anybody at that time. And I know that it was beginning to take a toll on me personally. And in every aspect of my life, I lost my joy, my peace. And I was very miserable <laughs> at that point because I wanted a baby. And I was like, we're doing everything we can, but why can't we just have this baby? Why is it so hard? And that's where I remember, you know, I've always been a, a very, uh, I've always followed the spiritual path. And I feel like that was a, uh, like a point that this was happening for a reason, but I really didn't know that. So I remember that I was, uh, after we had, uh, we had the failed transfer. I remember uh, I was just scrolling through Facebook and I saw uh, your, your book. And I was like, uh, I just kind of read a little bit. And I was like, well, this is, you know, really good. So I remember I bought your book and I started reading it right away. And it was just such a breath of hope, uh, of light, you know, you know, I was like, I didn't know there was, you know, people in this path going through the same, you know, journey like me, I I really feel very alone. I really thought that, you know, I was 
alone in this whole path because I really didn't at that point I didn't have a support group. I didn't have I had the friends, but they just it was hard for them to understand what I was going through. And they would some you know, and I had to kinda like at one point it was like, you know, telling my family and friends because the things they were saying were not really <laughs> encouraging and and at that time I was like, okay, I need I need, you know, to be I knew there was something that I had, you know, do spiritually. And I remember that was the point that I contacted you. And that's when we, in Mar- back in March, 2020, that's when we started working together. And when I met the other ladies and in the group, that was like, I feel like there was a, a support group. There was people, women, they were going through this and just them sharing their stories and being in the coach, with, uh, the coaching calls and listening to other women was just very inspiring. It gave me a lot of hope listening to, and, and I'm, that's where I started listening to, um, to all your podcasts and all the stories, successful stories and everything. <laughs> and I really, I was like, I remember you mentioning that, you know, you have to become uh, the woman, you know, you have to kind of like change, you know, to become the woman that you want to be. And at first when I heard that, I was like, yeah, but I was like such a foreign concept. And, but I knew that I had to do the work. And that's where, you know, uh, when I started working with you, uh, I remember you recommended a couple books and one of the few that really got, they really, really, I feel were like an opening. Like, I feel like why was kind of like the whole, I saw like a bigger picture was like uh, the Dr. Joe Dispenza books, which were, were I'm trying to remember, uh, I, I read, I actually read, not read them, but I heard them through the audiobooks. And one of them that really is like changing the habit of being yourself. That was like, well, that, it was such uh, a new concept, but I knew that I had to change my mindset. I knew that was where, where the work had to be done. And I remember really going back into that faith, that spiritual journey. And I started doing meditation. And that for me was like seeing everything from a different perspective as a victim versus this is happening for me. <laughs> and I yeah. remember you saying, you know, you saying, um, this is not happening to you. It's happening, happening for you. So I, when I heard that, I was like, how can that be? But then I realized, you know what, this is an opportunity for, for me to grow. And there were areas that, that I needed to, to open up that they were wounded within me that was causing all this brokenness that my, and there was this block that was there. And then I, I, that's when I was like, you know what, this is happening because I have to break through through this negative brokenness. And I guess not believing in myself, I was like, some, it was like this subconscious belief that was causing all this and that's where when I started doing the spiritual work I, I started reading more like bible scriptures and and I remember like holding my faith very strong and I was like this is gonna happen I just don't know when or how and that's where I started seeing more um the possibilities of you know I'm gonna have a child and then it started changing even um I started doing things that like self-care things that I love just you know, taking care of myself. (laughs) Imagine that, Connie. Imagine (laughs) that. Well, so let's back it up because I mean, you're dropping amazing bombs like left and right. I love (laughs) it. So much wisdom. Let's talk about, you said something really interesting and I, you know, you said a lot of interesting things, but there was something that really caught my attention. And I think a lot of women struggle with, and that's the idea that IVF is the last resort. Like if IVF doesn't work for me, nothing is going to work for me. Like that must've scared the crap out of you. Yes, it did. It was very scary because 
we were giving a lot of like, oh, it's going to work. You know, you, everything looks good. You should be, you know, be able to hold a baby, <laughs> you know, very soon. And, and we were like, kind of like, I don't know, like, um, I don't know if it's marketing or also, I, <laughs> but it was like, you're going to have a baby pretty soon. Everything is fine. You, sh- you know, so we were like, yeah, you know, but deep inside there was, I wasn't complete and whole. There was like this brokenness that was there that couldn't get me to the next stage. No matter what I was doing, <laughs> I just didn't believe in myself. And that was like the whole um, concept that I didn't realize at that time when I was going through it. I really had very little faith. My faith muscle was very weak. <laughs> like, that's huge, Connie. I mean, mm-hmm. you are blessing so many people right now with that humility and that honesty, because a lot of the time on this journey, we figure, okay, I'm eating right. I'm getting all this treatment, you know, and so many women miss this piece. And what you said is so powerful because you knew something wasn't right. And you knew that if you did not address this block, things weren't going to work out for you. What was that like? I kind of going back to the spiritual journey I kind of knew that I was like I, I was like well I was like oh I was like I go to church I'm a good person I was like I was like there has to be something deeper and that's where I started going deeper to these meditations and spiritual work and I remember like feeling this thing that God wanted me to release all this negativity all this box because in order for me to go to a higher level to reach that higher elevations I was liking myself so when I started doing the meditation, I also, I started doing the hypnotherapy and I started doing acupuncture and I started doing all the, <laughs> everything. And it was a process. It wasn't, it happened. It did not happen overnight. It was like, like you were mentioning the eating right. Cause I wasn't eating a lot of things, right. So it was getting back, doing a lot of extra, working out, but healthy, being healthy also. But I knew that the work, uh, when I worked, it was somewhere in my subconscious, right. It was, it was a block there that was holding me. And I remember also doing the work was like that it was it was such a big obstacle but it was not impossible and I remember like going into reading the bible scriptures I remember and say this is God's word and this is the truth everything else is is not just make-believe it's fake (laughs) so I had to do a lot of work and having to kind of like and I remember writing these scriptures down and I would say them uh, pretty much once or twice a week and I would start saying uh, also positive affirmations. And it started out like that because it has kind of like the mind has, it has to, it's kind of like we have to repeat these things in order for a mind to start kind of grasping it. There was a lot of powerful meditations. I remember even uh, ha- just having this uh, affirmation in my head. I have a baby growing in my belly. I have a baby growing in my belly. And I would just kept saying stuff like that. And my mind was just kind of like, be like, okay, yeah, you do have a baby growing in your belly. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing, because I remember when I remember our very first conversation and I remember, you know, you were at, you were there every single week doing the work, applying what you were learning, asking questions, you know, you, you started to think differently because in order for you to do the things that you were doing, you know, opening your heart to scripture giving yourself a chance to, you know, bring in all of these members of your bump squad. Like that was a huge mindset shift in and of itself. Yes. And even uh, during your program too, 
it was like I was giving my power away to the doctors. It was just whatever they would say. I was like, oh, that, you know, that has to be true. And, and every time I would talk to a doctor and be like, this is what we want to do. This is what we want to try naturally. They would be like, well, based on your age, you know, I would suggest you, you get on fertility treatments. And it was like, but that's not <laughs> what I wanted. Deep in my heart, I wanted to have a child naturally. And that was, it was hard for me to figure out that until I started doing the work, but that was my desire. That was my heart desired. Uh, and that's why, you know, it was finding that, listening to my heart and my intuition and all that. It, it took time to kind of like bring it all together. But that was the wisdom is like just listening to my body. What is it it wants? What is it can do everything? It's just that I didn't trust it. I was scared. And I think those negative emotions keep us very at, at a low level. And even when I was doing the work, I remember I was going to go for the second embryo that we had. And I feel like, oh, this is it. You know, I'm doing a lot of the work. But deep inside, I still wanted to have a baby naturally. <laughs> that was my heart's desire. And, <gasps> See, I and, love that about you, Connie. Like, it's just incredible. Like, you knew the whole time what you wanted. You knew. You know, and, and I think that's a big deal because, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with seeking, you know, the additional support, right? Cause you're not stupid. You're going to avail yourself to the opportunities as they present themselves, but there was something in you that knew this baby would come naturally. Yes. I deep in my heart, like that intuition, something like a spiritual download. I knew this child was going to come naturally, but Still, I was trying to manipulate the, you know, like, we'll have an, well, the, there's, I was like, there has a reason why this embryo is here. So we're going to go and try it. But, and I know it's different for everybody, but when I would go to the fertility clinic, I will always feel like I'm here because I'm broken because I can do this. Right. But in, it was like a subconscious thing. I'm here. There's something wrong with me. Why don't do I need assistance? So that itself always kind of like push me into thinking, you know, I'm here because of that. And and then I remember my intuition kicking in and saying, you can do this on your own too. And, and this is, it took work because I had to start believing in myself. And when that happened, you know, and we did try to go for the second embryo. And unfortunately, that didn't work either. And that was also very disappointing because they tried the same, medica- the same protocol, um, medical protocol. And at that time, I didn't react well to uh, tr- uh, one of the medications. Try to remember what the name was. <laughs> There's so many I took. But uh, uh, it just it did. I was not reacting well. It was one of the medications that I really, really didn't like. I'm trying to remember the name. I just can't think of it. <laughs> but during this time where my uh, uterine lining was very thin and it was just, it kept, you know, trying to reinforce the medication, but it just, it just didn't get to the, it was just like a 7.2 at the time. So they were like, let's increase uh, the estrogen. And that, and it, it was like a very, uh, it was too much for my body. I just feel like at that point I was doing it, but I was, I was physically getting drained because I was, and then, and I remember during that time, I remember I, I texted you because there was a winter storm and my medication was late and there were so many obstacles that were happening. And then one of the medications got lost and they were like, well, it shows here that we send it out to you. And then they were like, you know, they were like, we're going to have to pay for it again. And it was like a very there was a lot of tur- uh, turmoil and I felt the energy because at that time I was more aware of the energy, but it was just too uh, chaotic. And I was like, I should be feeling peace. It should be calm. It should not be this complicated. Something's going on here. And 
I just and then but I still I was like, okay, I'm gonna be calm, I'm gonna have faith and and I remember that we tried again and then I remember the doctor called and he was like, you know, it's a seven point two are we and it's your last embryo. I really don't wanna do this transfer because unless it's a, a, a nine or higher on uh, your uterine lining, because it will, it would just not be successful. And we want to give you the highest rate. And I was like, well, I respect your opinion. If you said, you know, it's not a go, it's fine. So they're like, we're going to, uh, we're going to do is cancel the transfer, but we're going to try a different uh, medication protocol. And uh, instead of giving you like an estrogen shot, you're just going to take an estrogen pill. So that, uh, I did that for a week. And then a week later, I go back and have an ultrasound and they're like, well, uter- your uterine lining is fine. Now it's a 9.2. So, and at that time, it was like, what we can do is start, uh, you know, wait a couple weeks and start over again. And at that time, I knew in my heart that I just didn't want to go that route. I was just too exhausted. My body was tired of all the medication and I just didn't want to go through it. But they're like, uh, but at least they were like, oh, okay, well, now we know what we have to do next time. We just have to tweak, you know, your medication and now you probably have to take less injections and I was like oh well, that's good and I remember I, uh, during that time we were still coaching and I remember I was disappointed and I was like well I was, and I was thinking to myself well I did all the work <laughs> but but, <laughs> but then I was thinking uh, I really that wasn't what my heart really desired it was just kind of going with my reasoning mind what was logical it was like in my mind what was the right thing to do but in my heart I knew what was the right thing to do and that's where I, I kind of like was like, you know what, I'm going to listen to my heart. And it was scary because when we listen to our heart from a different bit of a reasoning mind, it sounds crazy. <laughs> but well, uh, yeah, but, but see, this is huge, honey, because what you've shared with us up to this point is, look, you were doing all the things. You were doing all the things. And as your coach, I know you were doing all the things, you know, you were showing up, you're doing the work. You're shifting the way that you think. You were adding to your bump squad. You were taking people out of your bump squad. You were building that faith. You were building that trust. And it all brought you to this point where you got to choose. You got to choose to trust yourself or to live in fear. What was that like? You know, and I, that's when I kind of let go. <laughs> Imagine that. You did the thing that everyone claims they want to do. Everyone says they want to let go, but they don't really. Mm-hmm. until they learn how. Mm-hmm. And you clearly learned how. Yes. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the things that you saw changing in you that helped you let go. I realized that I was holding tight, that I was holding very tight to this desire and I didn't want to let it go. I feel like if I was holding to it, I will, I'll make it happen. I will, I will make it happen. But if I will let it go, I didn't have any control over it. And I was scary. <laughs> yeah. It was very scary. And I remember when my transfer was canceled because of my uterine lining, I had like this, in a way, a relief in a way to like, I don't know, more like a spiritual thing. It was like, okay, I've done everything I can. It's time to let go. And that was on my heart and my heart's desire. That's what I wanted. And I said, I remember uh, you asked me what, what was my next step. And I said, I want to give myself a chance to try again naturally with no medication, <laughs> just naturally. <laughs> I remember that. I remember yes. that. Yes. Part of me was scared. I was like, my reasoning mind was like, because I was about to turn four, uh, 41 and I was like, I'm already 40. <laughs> so I was about to turn 41. <laughs> right. Like you, you're off the cliff now that you're 41. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was going against all the doctors. I had seen um, uh, two doctors and 
they were like, well, they, that's not the path they wanted me. They were like, you, they were like, you can't waste no more time. You know, you should just continue with the fertility treatment. And if I would have listened to that medical advice, I still would have been doing medical treatments. But I knew at that point, okay, I said, this is what I want to do in my heart. And then I prayed about it and I surrendered. And I said, God, you know, I don't know how or when, but I just know this baby's coming because I know it's there. And when I was doing my meditations and spiritual work, I would always see these spirit babies there. So I knew they were there. And I just like, how do I get hold of them? But it was just like, it was very hard um, for my, for the reasoning mind to let go because it always wants to calculate things. It always wants to be one step ahead. So I was like, this is more of a, a spiritual journey. It was a part of the healing was to let go and let God take care of this and have faith. And I remember you recommended a book for me. It was called, um, I think, The Power of Faith or Faith. I'm trying to remember the exact name. Oh, but I think it was, it was Dr. Book. Robert Russell. Yes. Uh, God Dr. works Russell. through faith. God or, works I think that's, faith. yeah, I think that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. And I really loved that book that I read it three times. And I knew that was like so important in, in, in my journey with faith because I was like, I don't see it, but I believe it. And I, I started building my faith muscle. I remember I, when I was reading the book, I was like, I see this baby. It's here already. I can, you know, I feel it. It's here. I, I believe it. And I got really pumped up and I, my faith was just like at a different level. And I remember like we, we talked and doing the, what Dr. Joe Dispenza talked about being in the 5D or these high emotions that I remember practicing that and being like, my baby's here, you know, like getting those emotions high up and and getting my joy back I started doing things that I love and during that time Ram and I were planning to go on a, on, on a vacation and we were like so excited and I was like this is, I wanted it we wanted to do this a long time ago but we just didn't have the time and then COVID but this, there was like a little window that opened up for us and we were like it, just, it was just perfect and we were like so excited and I didn't have that pressure like oh you know uh <laughs> I need to have this baby. I was like, I'm going to enjoy my life. That was like kind of like a promise I made to myself was like, I need to let go of this because it was kind of, I even felt like it was choking me. It was too much. So it was just that such a hard process to surrender, but it was so, uh, when I did that, I just feel like something just kind of opened up. (laughs) You bet it did. It opened up. I just feel like I released like this burden, like there was up to me for this to happen. I was just like, and it felt so good because at that time I knew I was in God's hands. I didn't know how, when, or how things were going to work out. I was just like, I'm walking like in faith. I, you know, it's just like, I don't see it, but I know it's there. And that's where it takes a lot of work to get there and a lot of, I guess, heartache too, to get there because sometimes, you know, and for me in this journey, it took a lot of heartache and trial and error to get it right. Or maybe, you know, but just figuring out what tools. You know, you, you really worked, Connie. I want to make sure that you get credit for that because, (laughs) you know, you're the kind of person that I love coaching because when I would teach you something, you would go apply it. When I suggested you go read something, you would go read it. Like you were always following through and you're living proof today that like, look, it doesn't matter what the statistics say. Your heart's telling you something else because it takes it takes just a ton of grit, Connie, to do what you did. When you said, you know what, I'm going to allow myself to, to have this baby naturally, 
most people are too fucking scared to take that leap, but you did and you did the work. Yes. And I remember asking you, like, is there anything else I'm missing? <laughs> I was doing all the work and I was doing so much work. And I was like, I just wanted, um, I was just so, didn't want to miss anything. I just wanted, you know, I was so dedicated to bringing this baby, you know, and it was in my heart's desire. And I, and I was like, you know, I'm here and I, you know, I don't want to re- have any regrets, you know, when I'm 80 or 90 that I didn't do something <laughs> that I'll be <laughs> regretting it. So I was yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, so tell us what happened as a result of you being willing to take that leap because something rather just miraculous happened. Yeah. So I decided that this was an, I think that our last coaching call was in June or May. I don't remember if 2021 last year. And I remember like mentioning that I was going to try naturally. And part of my heart, it was interesting, but kind of happy. It was like, part of me was so excited, but my, and it was like, you have, my brain was like, I don't know, <laughs> uh, but it was like part of the spiritual path was like so open. It was such like a peace. I had peace. And for me, having that peace was a sign that I was on the right path. And I knew God was directing me and my faith at the time was incredible. <laughs> Not to brag about it, but I felt like my faith had increased and I knew the miracle was going to happen. And so I was just going back to getting like, I remember uh, one of the things that I was deprived of was joy. So I remember like doing things I loved and how it was before, you know, before I started this journey, I didn't worry about, you know, having a baby. I just was, you know, having fun. So we go on this trip, we start in Amsterdam and then we go to Spain and, and Switzerland. And for me, it was just like, well, you know, I'm just having, you know, having fun. I'm just enjoying, we were just enjoying ourselves. This, another thing I didn't drink wine and alcohol for a long time because you know I was like well I want to be healthy but on this trip I was like there were no rules <laughs> I was just <laughs> I was just drinking wine having all these good bread and cheeses it was just enjoying oh my life. gosh Connie you had <laughs> gluten you had cheese you had wine whoa okay and then so, what yeah <laughs> I mean part of me was like oh I shouldn't but then I was like you know what I'm in I'm enjoying life I'm in Europe and I don't get to have this every day. So I was just like enjoying, you know, just being in the moment, enjoying it and having fun. And I remember when we were in Spain, we went to a lot of the uh, cathedrals and they had like this little, I think if you pay a euro or something, you can light a candle. So I remember lighting a candle in each, we went to three churches and I remember lighting a candle in each church. And during that, I would close my eyes and just give like a little prayer and say, I am the light. And it was so, uh, it gave me so much peace. It was just such an emotional moment for me because doing this, it was like, you know, I was like kind of reminding myself that I was the light. And so, you know, we had, we were there for three weeks in, in Europe and just having fun. So I remember being in the, <laughs> in Amsterdam coming back, ready to come back home. And I remember my intuition kicked in, but it was like very interesting how it kicks in. And it was like t- kind of telling me, oh, you're pregnant. And then my reasoning mind was like, no, like, no, I mean, it's just, you know, maybe I'm just tired, you know, jet lag or, but part of me was like, my intuition knew already, it had already kicked in, it was telling me you're pregnant. So we get back home and I don't, I'm feeling normal. I, I have, you know, but I noticed uh, my period was late and I have this tracking app and it was going crazy. It was like, <laughs> you know, so many days, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, well, Maybe I'm just tired from the trip. So I was like, 
I wanted to do things differently now. I didn't want to be too over obsessed. Like, oh, I had to go. So I gave myself some time. I waited five days. And then finally, I was like, okay, it's time for me to take a test. And so I go to the pharmacy, get a test. And during, while I'm waiting, I'm like, my heart is like, I'm, my heart is racing. And I'm like, I was like, whoa, you know. <laughs> so I, I, I finally, and then it's, and finally, I got it's a positive. It says I'm pregnant. And I just let my emotions go. I was just, my hands were shaking because, you know, I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> I you're was pregnant, like, you're Connie, you're pregnant. <laughs> it's like, you got so good at controlling your mindset and your emotions that you're like, I'm pregnant. Like you're all, you know, I, I think that's phenomenal. And you know what? I look back on my phone. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh my God. I remember getting this free. That was September 14th. 2021. Yes. Our last call together was in June 2021. You go on this amazing trip. You go live your life. Your faith was through the roof. You started to trust yourself. You had come off of years of failed fertility treatment. And look at you today. Look at what you created, Connie. Yes, it's phenomenal with the mind. It's all in the mind. So we tell our mind it's where the power is. And that was the, the switch. It was like switching my mindset. Like, okay, I can do this. I'm not broken. And when I decided to go and trust my faith and my heart, that was the right path. I didn't choose fear. If I would have chosen fear, I would have still been taking fertility treatments. But it was, it's like that. It's very scary. And, and even uh, when, because when you have, uh, you know, miscarriages, you always feel like, oh, well, but this time it was different. I I knew that it was God that it was bringing you know bringing me this hell. <laughs> Hope I don't get too emotional, but I just had faith that this was it because I just knew that I had done so much work. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Don't make me cry, Connie. Too. <laughs> oh my God. And I, you know, I I just think your story is such a powerful one because you're exactly right, Connie. You had a choice. You had a choice. You had so you know, so much quote unquote failure, you know, you had doctors telling you, Hey, you know, your best option is this, you know, you had these fertility treatments that weren't working, but you had the guts to say, no, this is what's in my heart. I feel this. Yes. And look what yes. happened. You allowed yourself to go live a life, go on this amazing trip with your husband, go be in your life. And and surrender this, and I'll and you know you're also proof that surrender isn't letting go because you still very much wanted this baby. You just weren't going to allow yourself to live in fear. Yes. So how far along are you, woman? <laughs> I'm at 21 weeks. Yes. Oh, <laughs> 21 yes. weeks, Connie. This is extraordinary. So what would you want? every woman listening all over the world to know you are a woman who did all the things. And I know that because like I said, I was there. I remember there was no, <laughs> you spared no expense. You tried everything. If somebody told you to stand on your head, you stood on your head. And I also know that this massive change came through you when you stopped living in fear, when you learned to think differently, learn to see yourself differently, and you got what you wanted. You called in this baby naturally at four. We're how old? 41. 41. Wow. So, what would you want these ladies to know? 
that don't live in fear. You know, they, you know, fear is, it robs you from your joy, your peace. It keeps you small. It keeps you intimidated. It's uh, the mindset, your our minds, the way our minds are, uh, our mindset is, is like fear is there because we don't want to open up to our, our I guess, or listen to our hearts, our intuition, which know the truth is who we really are. We always have this power. We just give it away. Fear. We just live under, you know, like, I guess, hostages of fear when we like go and, and trust and believe and have faith and, and have no, and know in our hearts, especially the, uh, the trying to say this the right way, but the higher energies when we believe joy, peace, uh, harmony, all these things that, that, bring us closer to our babies. And I think that part of this journey for me was that I had to get to a certain place for this baby to come in, knowing they're going to be having a more confident mother, fearless, just a, a different person. than when I started, I look at myself when I started and now it's like two different mindsets and no wonder I couldn't get nowhere, <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> and no, and I know that that is going to be a one fearless baby, because I know the kind of mom you're going to be. I mean, and, and I think you're raising a great point because this isn't just about you getting pregnant. This is about you staying pregnant. And this is about you becoming the mom that you've always wanted to be. What role do you think mindset has played in all that? The mindset is that we always, this is our birthright and we always have this opportunity and it's always ours. But, you know, based on situations of fear and doubt, we get robbed of our birthright and we give it away because some doctor or statistics tell us, oh, this is what, you know, such and such say is a data, but it's her birthright and we have a right. And it's something that it's an intelligent force. I call it God, but it's there is, it can do miracles. It can perform anything that's impossible for, for the, for in our minds, it can, it can do it. And it's, and we have to let trust that we have to believe and have faith in it and let it do it you know, it's work. It doesn't need us to be involved trying to manipulate things. We just have to let this higher energy and higher intelligence guide us. And it's there yeah. to support us and give us yeah. what or what everything that's in our it's our birthright. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, Connie, because you're living proof that you take care of yourself, body and mind, and you have the audacity to live a life in this process because it doesn't surprise me that this baby came to you when you were really alive. When you, I mean, gluten didn't keep you from getting pregnant. A glass of wine didn't keep you from getting pregnant. Cheese, travel, all of the lies that we tell ourselves. You know, we, we like to think in such either or concepts mm-hmm. as opposed to having it all. I agree 100%. It's, you know, when we're living our life, having a fulfilled life that we lack nothing we're complete we're whole that's where it happens because when we're living in this scarcity it's like we lack we don't believe we have it but when we're full our cup runs like the cup runs runs over we're full so the blessings keep coming in and that's where the magic happens where we're complete and And that's why did it boy (laughs) did it oh my gosh connie well thank you so much for sharing your story with all of the women listening, because you're, you're just giving us so much concrete, you know, so much to work with here that, look, you can trust yourself. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. It doesn't matter what the statistics say. It doesn't matter how many times you failed in the past or, 
or really how old you are, you get to make a decision about how you're going to live this journey. And you can decide to trust yourself because the payoff, as we see in your case, is grand. So thank you so much for sharing that, Connie. It is, I can't tell you how amazing it was to get that text from you. When I saw that, like I leaped out of my chair. I think I even called you. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, oh my God, Connie. So thank you for the blessing of sharing your story, Connie. And I know that everyone is sending you so much love and, and blessing you, blessing that baby and blessing that amazing husband of yours. So I can't wait. I can't wait for you to keep me posted, baby. Yes. And thank you, Rosette, for sharing this, bringing hope to so many women, because it can be a very lonely process. But knowing that there's people like you, you know, full of energy and love just to give, it's just amazing. Thank you for what mm-hmm. you do. You're so welcome, love. You mm-hmm. made it very easy to do. So thank you so much for being with us. OMG, my loves, didn't you just absolutely fall in love with Connie? Just so many incredible nuggets of wisdom that she had to share about her own personal transformation and the power of surrender, the power of trusting herself, the power of getting out of the rut of believing she was broken and that there was no hope for her, and ultimately, the power of trusting that knowing in her heart that her baby was coming naturally. I mean, that just if that doesn't blow the doors off the hinges for you, I don't know what will. But this woman's courage to stand by what she knew was in her heart and the willingness that she had to give herself another chance. Wow. And look at her today. Look at her today. So my loves, I hope that you take this inspiration and run with it. And you know what? If it's time that you learned what I taught Connie, come join us in the Fearlessly Fertile Method. My Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind and body, so you don't have to look back on this time with regret. There's nothing more expensive than regret. I work with women who are committed to success, just like Connie. To apply for your interview for this program, go to my website, www.frommaybetobaby.com, and apply for an interview there. My methodologies help women around the world make their mom dreams come true, even in the face of insane odds. Their results speak for themselves. If you don't have a mindset for success in this journey, baby, you got to keep it all in your strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Till next time, change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.